This is a 980 CKNW podcast. You are live with the App Show. Mike Agarbo here in studio today with Graham Williams. We've got a lot of apps to talk about on today's program. Of course, we'll be chatting about what's streaming on the streaming services like Netflix, Amazon, and Crave TV. We also have our regular features like Travel and Crazy App of the Week, Facebook tips, iPhone tips, uh, and our Hot 5. Our Hot 5 app countdown this week is the Hot 5 video calling app. So you'll want to stay tuned for that. And uh, a really cool sharing economy app called Turo. If you uh, ever wanted to uh, rent your car out when you're not using it, well, here's your chance. We'll give you the details on that. Let's uh, talk about some of the app news uh, this week, Graham. Uh, Lots of things happening. Facebook confirms it scans your conversations in its messenger app, which is no surprise. I'm not shocked at all. Well, I mean, Google and Gmail have been doing that for years now. So that they can serve up relevant ads, so they say. Yeah, and I mean, this is one of those things where I think people have been saying, you know, my phone's listening to me through the microphone. No, it's not. Quite often, you're actually having these conversations with people uh, on Messenger where, you know, it, it's tracking things that you are searching for or talking about. Um, you know, Facebook from the, the very get-go, I mean, Mark Zuckerberg has, has been apologizing for Facebook's violation of privacy since 2003 when it was back called uh, FaceMash, I think, was the, the original site. Um, this, this shouldn't be a surprise to anyone. You know, they, the, this whole platform, the reason Facebook has become profitable is because they are taking your personal information and using it to customize advertisements to you. This is kind of what Facebook does. So later on in the program, our Facebook tip of the week is, uh, how you can, uh, hopefully have more of a, a private conversation. Yes. And that's, if you're going to have a private conversation in messenger, if you want to have the most private conversation, don't use Facebook messenger. <laughs> Uh, also in app news this week here on the App Show, Russia files a uh, a lawsuit to block Telegram, the messaging app. Uh, tell our listeners about Telegram again, Graham. So speaking of secure messaging, Telegram is a messaging app that has end-to-end encryption. So this essentially prevents uh, governments or agencies from being able to read messages because these messages are encrypted between two devices. Um, Telegram is a, is a free messaging platform that can be used for, uh, for texting and for, uh, for different types of calling. And of course, if you're a state that is looking to surveil your, your uh, citizens, uh, an app like Telegram is very much uh, inconvenient for you in doing that. So Russia's state communications watchdog said on Friday it had filed a lawsuit to limit access to the Telegram messaging app after the company refused to give Russian state security services access to its user secret messages. Ta-da. So uh, Telegram, widely used uh, across uh, Russia, the former Soviet Union, Middle East. Uh, they say that there's over 200 million active users of the messaging app. Yeah, and I mean, I've used Telegram in the past because uh, I have a few people that I speak with that you know would prefer to have their messages secure and end encrypted. Uh, Telegram is a good one. Uh, Signal is also uh, another popular option if you're looking for a solid messaging app. I, I just find it funny because obviously governments don't like this, and you know they've got one argument saying that they need to have access to stop uh, terrorism, but at the same time, uh, you know people do want private communications free of government uh, interference or uh, Overwatch. Yeah. And I mean, it's one of those things where we have lots of different ways of uh, tracking down people who are doing bad things. Being able to read your instant messages isn't the only one. So this is by no means uh, a must have for uh, for governments. But, you know, if they shut this down, these these messaging apps just pop up again and again and again, like these uh, encrypted ones. So can they ever really, you know, keep on top of all of them? Unless they actually control the backbone of what's going on. No, they can't. 
You're listening to the App Show right now. We're talking about the latest app news. Apple appears to have totally cut off Iran from the App Store. <laughs> What's going on, Graham? Uh, well, so here we are again with a government that wants to have more control over the apps and software that people download. And so uh, Apple very famously has been very protective of user privacy. Uh, and in order to, um, you know, maintain their business practices, it seems like they can't really do business in Iran. So uh, Apple uh, doesn't really sell phones or operate in an app store in Iran. Uh, Iranians could still import Apple uh, phones and iPads from other countries and set up access and access parts of the app store. But now Apple has completely closed uh, down any access to that. Also in the app news uh, this week, Graham, uh, Instagram abandons, abandons its Apple Watch app. What's going on? Well, we're seeing a lot of this uh, happen with um, different types of apps. Um, Instagram, you know, is very famously a, a app that has beautiful pictures on it. And unfortunately, the size of the screen on the Apple Watch is quite small. Um, it's not a great place to browse and check out things on Instagram. So having this native app that takes up space on your phone and uh, space on your watch, pardon me, and is constantly downloading data from your phone to give you this experience when the experience isn't that good... Uh, I think really at this point, Instagram has kind of looked at it and said, people aren't using it. It's not you know, doing much for us. It's costing us in development resources. So why not just kill it? And I mean, the Instagram app will still pop up notifications saying that you've got um, you know, new uh, pictures to browse or someone's liked your, uh, your stuff or you know, there's been some communication on one of your, one of your pictures. Uh, but it won't actually show you the picture itself anymore, which I think is okay. Well, it's funny because, you know, I've talked to a few people about this and they're like, oh, the Apple Watch isn't doing well. But I, I just say, well, no, Apple Watch is still one of the biggest watches in the world. It's just evolving on how we use uh, this watch. And, you know, for me, it's basically the notifications uh, and uh, the health and fitness tracking. And I think that's what a lot of people are finding as well. We've seen a number of apps which, you know, were designing their Apple Watch apps around consumption. And really, it, it's, you've hit it on the head. It's more about notification than anything else. And that's the smart way to use the watch. Um, which means that the watch and the phone, yeah, they for the for the time being, they are going to go hand in hand. I mean, the new Apple Watch Series 3 does have cellular, cellular built-in, so you can do stuff like streaming. But again, if we're looking at sort of interacting with apps on a, on a deep level, um, the Apple Watch is probably not the best place to do it. It's more about consumption and notifications. Well, let's, uh, talking about Apple, let's get our iOS tip of the week. iPhone tip of the week. Unleash the power of your iOS device. What do we got, Graham? So if you've used the App Store, you've probably downloaded a bunch of apps, and every once in a while you're going to get a notification uh, from that app saying, hey, do you love our app? Please rate it right now. And you probably do what I do, which is remind me later. And then that notification keeps popping up. You never rate the review. You never get the uh, the five stars that it deserves, and you kind of just keep using the app. And you're still bothered by these notifications. Well, today we've got a way to stop these apps from hassling you for feedback. Um, so you can put an end to this with a setting. And it's under settings, iTunes and App Store, and under in-app ratings and reviews. If you toggle that setting to off, you will never be bothered by review requests again. Ever. Ever. I love it. That's great. Those were driving me a little crazy. Glad to help. When we come back from the break, you want to make a little extra money renting your car out when you're not using it? Well, we've got an app for that. Stay tuned. You're listening to the App Show here on the Chorus Radio Network. Back after this. The sharing economy has uh, produced so many different uh, 
new companies, uh, ones like Uber, Airbnb. Well, there's a, another one uh, that's uh, in Canada now called Turo, T-U-R-O. It's an app that allows you to go in and actually rent cars from ordinary people. So if you've got a, a car that you're not using all the time, uh, you can actually uh, have it registered on Turo and people can rent it from you. On the line, we've got our guest, Cedric Michu. He is the director of Turo here in Canada. Cedric, uh, I want to thank you for coming on the show. Can you tell our listeners uh, what Turo is all about? So Turo is a peer-to-peer car-sharing marketplace. Uh, it was uh, founded in 2010 uh, in the U.S. And basically, it's a platform that connects individual car owners who have a car but don't use it all the time with travelers who need a car. Uh, so for car owners, it's really a new way to make money with a car. Um, and for travelers, it's a cheaper, better way to access a car, whether it's for a day or for several weeks. And and what kind of cars uh, do you have access to? So that's the beauty of the marketplace. Uh, you literally have any car you want on the marketplace. We have more than 900 makes and models right now on the marketplace. Uh, and that's because those cars are listed by individual car owners. Um, and so you have a huge variety of cars from uh, convertibles to sports cars to uh, more of your day-to-day car. Uh, so they're really a car for every occasion and every budget. And so what what type of quality control do you have? Like do, do the uh, people that are sharing their cars, uh, do they have to have their car inspected? How do you know that their car is safe? Yeah, so there are a number of um, eligibility requirements, both for the cars themselves and for the people who are going to drive those cars and rent those cars on the marketplace. Uh, So for your car to be eligible to be listed on Turo, it needs to um, have less than 200,000 kilometers on the odometer. It needs to uh, to be in good mechanical condition. It needs to be less than 12 years old. Um, so you have a, a number of criteria that you have to uh, meet to be able to list your car. And on the traveler side, um, we also ensure uh, the safety of, of the marketplace by screening all renters uh, who want to drive cars uh, from Turo. Uh, so we verify people's identity. We verify the validity of their, their driver's license. We analyze the risk. And based on that, we make an eligibility decision. Uh, and that way, that basically ensures that the community uh, is safe and that everyone is, is safe on the road. So, Cedric, walk me through this. Uh, I'm in the app, uh, you know, I'm traveling to Toronto, for example, and I see a car that I want, uh, you know, to rent for three days. Uh, what happens next? Well, it's going to be very easy. Uh, if you're in the app, you're going to send a request uh, to rent this car to the to the host. Uh, you will add a small message to explain uh, to the host uh, what you want to do with the car and the reason for your trip. And that's where you're going to engage a discussion with the host. Um, and based on that request, the host will accept your request or not. Um, some cars also have instant book. Uh, that means that the host will autom- automatically uh, accept your request. Um, and then from there, uh, you're just going to either show up uh, at the host place and meet with the host, walk around the car, and take the key of the car and just be on your way. Uh, or the host can also deliver the car to you so that you don't have to um, to, to go to him. Uh, so that's an extra convenience, if you will, um, that you can add to the experience so that makes it, frankly, very different from uh, the traditional car rental experience where you a lot of the time need to go to a remote location um, to, you know, to, to rent a car. And uh, how successful has it been? 
I'm sorry, what? How successful has the program been? So uh, it's actually been very successful in Canada. We, um, we launched in Canada about two years ago now, almost exactly two years ago, and we now have more than uh, 300,000 uh, members uh, signed up to the platform uh, just in Canada. We have more than 5 million members actually worldwide. Um, and in terms of the number of cars listed, we actually have more than 10,000 cars that got listed on the marketplace uh, since we started uh, across the four provinces that we're uh, currently operating in, um, Alberta, Ontario, Quebec, and more recently, uh, British Columbia. Uh, so we're really excited about the growth. Uh, Canadians really love Turo, and uh, we're really looking forward to uh, putting Turo in even more uh, more hands uh, throughout Canada. So this is almost like the Airbnb of car rental or car sharing. This is, uh, this is uh, uh, yeah, this is one way to put it. Uh, clearly, uh, you know, the Airbnb model is, is uh, something we uh, tried to learn from, and uh, was obviously very very successful and. Also did a lot, frankly, to make people comfortable with sharing their own homes and, and more broadly their assets. Uh, and so I think it got people more comfortable with sharing their cars. Um, but really, the, the marketplace that Troy is is quite specific in, in the sense that it is a transportation marketplace. And, uh, and, and safety is really at the heart of any uh, transportation initiative. Um, so we... We have, as part of this uh, experience, uh, a lot of safety features from uh, roadside assistance to uh, liability insurance to customer support uh, that add that uh, safety that is really needed in any transportation marketplace. So thank you for giving us uh, just how that all works. And I think it's like a very cool uh, app and, and program, but you're having a few challenges here in British Columbia. It's, it's not quite the same here yet. Uh, yeah, it's exactly uh, exactly the case. We um, we launched in April 2016 in three provinces in Alberta, Ontario, and Quebec, and more recently we brought the, the platform to BC. Um, but the the thing is, in BC, the insurance um, legislation is very different from in from other provinces, um, and the insurance product that we created and pioneered in other provinces in Canada uh, and also in the U.S. Uh, just doesn't work uh, in B.C. at the, at the moment. Um, so um, we, we partnered in B.C. Uh, when we launched in October of last year, uh, we partnered with uh, a number of uh, car rental entrepreneurs, uh, small independent car rental companies who are able to provide their own insurance to uh, guests who rent the cars. Uh, so that's a way for us to, you know, uh, get us in, in BC and get people to experience uh, Turo uh, in a slightly different way, but still in a way that guarantees um, a level of experience that is in line with the Turo standards, meaning great price, unique selection, and great service. Um, but in the next few months, we are basically going to work with the legislators and the regulators to uh, try to bring a change to insurance legislation and make sure uh, that Truro is, now, is soon available uh, for every corner in, in BC. Well, Cedric, uh, our government moves very quickly here in British Columbia. <laughs> I mean, this is uh, yeah, this is one of the uh, the issues that Uber is having uh, as well here in British Columbia, and, and unfortunately, another example of uh, how uh, our province just can't seem to get its act together with all these new uh, innovative uh, sharing economy uh, opportunities. But uh, like you were saying, um, people can still use the app here in, in BC, but it's not. Uh, in its full capacity yet. 
Exactly. Um, they can also, you know, use it in BT, start to use it in BT under that slightly different model and, uh, and, and experience the, the real full thorough experience when they travel to other provinces, to Alberta or Ontario or even Quebec. Uh, to get a feel for it, um, I'm I'm pretty optimistic uh, in terms of uh, bringing the the full peer-to-peer uh, experience to the people of BC because I think it's true there there have been some challenges uh, in the past with other innovative companies, but I think the momentum is right and there's really um, a discussion there around like bringing uh, innovative services back to the province and making the necessary changes uh, from an insurance standpoint to make it happen. So uh, we're pretty optimistic that. Uh, you know, the people of BC will be able to uh, use the Toro in its full capacity in the near future. Maybe you should be uh, doing a horse and buggy sharing <laughs> about the rate we're going here. We're looking, yeah. <laughs> we're looking at all options. <laughs> well, Cedric, uh, I want to thank you. Uh, people can download this app for both uh, Android uh, and uh, iOS. Exactly, yeah. Cool. C- Cedric Michu from uh, the uh, car sharing uh, app Turo. Thank you so much. Well, now it's the time of the show for your Facebook tip of the week. Graham, what do we have? Well, with all of the talk of uh, Facebook looking at your messages and uh, being able to detect what it is that you're saying in your conversations, there is actually a way to protect that um, with Facebook's secret conversations. So this is an end-to-end encrypted conversation that Facebook doesn't read. The, the challenge with these conversations is they do stay localized on one device. So if you start it on your phone, it will stay on your phone. It won't go to your, your iPad or to uh, your computer. But to start a conversation like this, open up the contact and messenger, tap their name at the top of the conversation, and then tap secret conversation. Uh, that will then begin to begin, begin a conversation. This will work across all your mobile devices, but not across desktops. So that's one way to protect your messages with a secret conversation on Facebook. When we come back from the break, it's... Uh Time to get our hot five, so stay tuned. You're back with the App Show. Mike Agarbo here with Graham Williams. Before we get to our hot five app countdown this week, which is hot five video calling apps, you've got a fitness app of the week for us. Graham, what do we have? Yes, I do. The fitness app of this week is actually something to do with something that's very close to my heart, nutrition, because nutrition actually is a key part of your fitness routine. And uh, this week's app is Fit Men Cook Healthy Recipes on iOS. Now, this app costs $5.49, but it has 273 easy-to-make recipes that are inexpensive and quite tasty. Uh, essentially, it ties into uh, the Apple Watch as well, so it'll give you a, uh, a shopping list when you're going out shopping. Um, it has easy-to-follow video instructions and focuses on meal preparation, so you can prep a bunch of meals all at once. So that is Fit Men Cook Healthy Recipes. The Weekly App Hot 5. We're now doing our Hot 5 app countdown this week. This week it's Hot 5 video calling apps. And starting at number five, this is uh, a very popular one with the Apple crowd, FaceTime. Personally, I love FaceTime. I mean, this this is probably one of the best video uh, calling apps out there because it is so seamlessly tied into the operating system. Uh, I use this on my Mac. I use it on my iPad. I use it on my iPhone. Uh, my parents live 3,000 kilometers away and I can call them at the touch of a button uh, it's it's actually a, it's a really cool app. I use it myself uh, a lot, but I guess the one challenge though, Graham, and that's why it's not the number one, uh, is that it's just Apple only. That's right. So if you've got an Android, unfortunately, no FaceTime for you. But it is it is beautiful. It's a thing of beauty if you are in the Apple uh, ecosystem. We're talking the hot five video calling apps this week. Number four is Facebook Messenger. 
Now, I've used Facebook Messenger for a lot of things, video calling included. And thankfully, I think it was sometime around last year, they finally moved the video calling button because it was right next to the back button. I uh, found the video calling feature I was not activating quite often, completely accidentally, which is always funny when you sort of make an accidental video call to someone at like (laughs) 2 o'clock in the morning. That's never a great choice. But other than that, it's actually a fairly decent little uh, video app, and the video quality is quite good. I have never used it, to be honest. Yeah. Number three on the Hot 5 video calling apps this week, Viber. This is another one I haven't used, but uh, I know it's very popular. Yeah, and this one actually tends to be a bit more popular over in Europe. Uh, I know a lot of my relatives overseas use it. And um, it's got about 800 million users worldwide, and you can use it for both voice calls and video calls, um, which is actually pretty cool. We're talking about the Hot 5 app countdown this week. This week, it's all about video calling. Number two, this is the granddaddy of messaging or video calling, Skype. Skype, owned by Microsoft now, part of your, uh, your Microsoft account if you've got one. Um, can call through to telephones, but does great video calling as well. And can actually, if you have uh, premium access, uh, will let you call groups of people, which is quite handy. It's interesting. Uh, I, I use Skype quite often, but you know, I find every update, it makes it more difficult to use for me because everything is hidden now. It's not very intuitive. And uh, you know, I have parents as well that like to use Skype and they're having a hard time with it. The, the interface actually has been a real problem for a couple of years. And like you said, trying to find different features, uh, learning to, to figure out where they put contacts every once in a while. Um, they've gone through this most recent redesign on iOS where there's sort of a light theme and a dark theme. And I still, you know, I have to back you up on that. I have no idea where most of the stuff is anymore. It's interesting. Uh, I mean, Skype is pretty cool. They're building in a lot of neat features, including a universal translator for Skype. Have you tried that? I've tried that, yeah. It's somewhat successful. Yeah, it's yeah. Uh, getting closer to kind of Star Trek uh, instant translation territory. So, uh, you know, hopefully over the next few years, they uh, perfect that technology. We're talking about the Hot 5 video calling apps this week. And number one uh, has to be WhatsApp. That's basically the granddaddy of messaging apps uh, <laughs> with over a billion users worldwide. That is a lot of users. It's kind of curious because it's one of those apps that I don't use for the longest time. I uninstall and then you know, immediately after I uninstall it, someone's like, oh, hey, do you have WhatsApp? Um, it's, it's an interesting app because, again, it does t- sort of take the place of texting for a lot of people because it does use data instead of SMS. Um, data is included in a lot of plans worldwide. Um, and data rates tend to be lower than they are in Canada. So it's actually a really good alternative for people instead of using texting, which they still can get billed for uh, per use. And uh, when it comes to, uh, to video calling, again, fairly decent quality. Those were the hot five video calling apps. Again, number five, FaceTime for iOS. Number four was Facebook Messenger. Number three was Viber. Number two, Skype. And the number one video calling app, WhatsApp, just because a billion people use it, essentially. When we come back from the next break here on the app show, it's streaming time. We're going to be talking about what's hot on Netflix, Crave, and Amazon Prime Video. And, of course, we'll have our crazy app of the week as well. This is Mike and Graham for the App Show. We'll be back right after this. You're back with the App Show. Mike Agarbo here with Graham Williams. Don't forget to listen to our sister show every week as well on Saturdays here on the Chorus Radio Network. It's called Get Connected. We've been doing that radio show for over 15 years now. It's uh, a general look at the tech world. Lots of tech tips and tricks and uh, everything you want to know about uh, leading a digital life. And again, get connected uh, on the Chorus Radio Network out of uh, Vancouver here on CKNW980 at 10 a.m. Pacific time. We still got lots more here on the uh, app program, including our crazy and travel apps of the week. 
But uh, let's find out what's on digital TV. Streaming this week. Well, we're going to start off uh, with Netflix. Lots of uh, TV shows and movies uh, coming out uh, this week. Uh, the first one is uh, one uh, that I really liked. Ryan Gosling with Russell Crowe, The Nice Guys. Equanimity. Quality of being calm. Who is it? Messenger service. Even tempered. March. We're going to play a game. I think you have the wrong house. Oh, we called Shut Up Unless You're Me. I love that game. You're a private investigator? Just 20 bucks in there, all right? Just take it. No, I'm not here for that. I'm a messenger. Give me your left arm. No! Yeah, come on. No! When you're talking to your doctor, no! you tell him you have a spiral fracture. No! Deep breath. No! Ooh, okay. It doesn't sound like a comedy, but it, it kind of is. Uh, again, uh, Russell Crowe, Ryan Gosling, The Nice Guys. Next up on Netflix, we have Greg Davies, You Magnificent Beast. His stand-up special, uh, Greg Davies, a fantastic British comedian and actor. I have a system for stand-up. My system is I go home with a, a notepad and a pen, and um, I wait for my parents to say weird <laughs> Then I come and I tell you. That's my system. <laughs> my mum pulled me to one side when she heard I was going to do a new show, and she went, um, I don't want you to talk about me anymore. And I went, what? <laughs> she went, you've had two shows out of me. You've humiliated me on stages. And honestly, love, I think you've had your money's worth. She's right, ladies and gentlemen. I have. I've made thousands. <laughs> uh, I've had a chance to look at uh, some of this uh, particular special again. Greg Davies, You Magnificent Beast, on Netflix, and it's pretty funny. Continuing the British streak, uh, we have uh, something that uh, I think uh, a lot of uh, fans uh, love, and that would be Monty Python and the Holy Grail. The bridge of death must answer me these questions three. Ere the other side he see. Ask me the questions, bridgekeeper. I am not afraid. What is your name? My name is Sir Lancelot of Camelot. What is your quest? To seek the Holy Grail. What is your favorite color? Blue. Right, off you go. Oh, thank you. Uh, you definitely have to be a fan of Monty Python, uh, a classic movie that uh, I think still holds up today. Speaking of the Monty Python guys, uh, what about Dick? This is a, uh, a special uh, from Eric Idle uh, that has a lot of the Monty Python cast uh, and some other uh, fan favorites. Well. It's sort of a play. It's sort of a concert. It's sort of an improv. It's kind of rock and roll. Like a 1940s radio play, but in a film version of it. Damn On it. the stage. You get all the mediums in one. Damn and right. yet, nothing like that at all. <laughs> it's about the decline and fall of the British Empire as seen through the eyes of a piano. A piano narrating the story? Yes. It's just absurd. There's a piano in there. Also, I uh, have uh, one of my favorites, Billy Connolly. Again, that's uh, What About Dick on Netflix. On Amazon Prime Video, Hours I'll get it. with this Paul Walker. Supposed to happen. BP is spiking. Oh, God. I'm a big... Is your wife too soon? Not for another five weeks. Uh, You're going to be okay. My baby. How's Abigail going? I'm really sorry. She aspired at seven this morning. Not happy. Tell me she's fine. 
Tell me she's fine! I swear to God, you better tell me she's fine right now. Mr. Hayes, let me take you to see your daughter. This is a ventilator. Daughter hasn't yet learned how to breathe on her own. This is giving her a little help. I don't know you. Paul Walker, who unfortunately is no longer with us. Uh, this is uh, back in 2013 again, a movie called The Hours on Amazon Prime Video. If you're a fan of Tyler Perry, you've got Tyler Perry's I Can Do Bad All By Myself. <laughs> oh, hell no. I'm my dear, and they're going to break in this house. So call the cops on us? I'm calling the popo. I don't know what's wrong with these children today. Where are your people? Do you know these children, Hooker? That's my aunt. What y'all want me to do? Help us? April had lost her way. What are these kids doing in this house? These are my sister's kids, not mine. Again, Tyler Perry's I Can Do Bad All By Myself. That's on Amazon Prime Video. One of my favorite series on Amazon Prime, Bosch Season 4 is out. In a civil society, racism has no part of justice. Torture has no part of justice. You know that there were a thousand police killings in America last year? Do you have any idea how many cops were convicted of murder or manslaughter? None. Again, Bosch Season 4 out on Amazon Prime Video. If you are a subscriber to the Amazon Prime service, uh, you might not know it. You actually get uh, Amazon Prime Video, kind of a Netflix-type service. They've got a lot of great uh, series on there. Hopping over to Crave TV this week. I don't even know if I can call this TV. Flora Bama Shore. Flora Bama Shore. All right, guys. Jersey Shore! Bye! Love you. If you love Jersey Shore, they're taking it to Florida. Everyone knows PCB. I'm in my element. This is my town. I'm from South Carolina. This place, I've never even seen any kind of like this. He gets this girl's number. Apparently she's awakened. Oh, where's that Jesus candle? Oh, (laughs) this is a reality TV series again. uh, If you liked uh, Jersey Shore, uh, this is the Florida version. Floribama Shore, again uh, on Crave TV. Check it out. Uh, Mark Norman, the problem with, uh, beautiful people on Crave TV. I know I'm not a hot guy. Before I did, I'm writing jokes in my hand, limericks, anecdotes. I'm bringing it, baby. I'm tap dancing out there, you know? <laughs> like if a girl told me, Mark, you're funny, but you're not that hot, I'd be like, I know. That's why I'm funny. <laughs> uh, this was a, a stand-up special produced by Amy Schumer and again on Crave TV. Finally, on Crave TV, if you are into politics, the circus inside the greatest political show on earth. You really have to want to be president to run because I mean, it can just crush the life out of you. The most powerful moment in politics is when your neighbor tells you who they're going to vote sure. for. Yeah, we were on the campaign together. We were in the trenches. It's like Mount Rushmore, Field of Dreams, and American Gothic all in one. Where are we? This is a, a Showtime documentary series. Uh, follows, uh, uh, in this particular uh, set here, the Republican uh, um, conventions uh, leading up to uh, the last U.S. election. And again, the circus inside the greatest political show on earth. That's all we have for streaming this week. Let's uh, head over to Graham now. Graham, you've got a crazy app of the week. This one, I don't even know if I even want to talk about this uh, on the program. It's kind of weird. Tell us about it. 
Oh, so this is Princess Plastic Surgery, and uh, this is for Android. It's a free app, and it worries me. This is uh, an awful one. Uh, it's also available on iOS. This is a, a game where you actually uh, perform plastic surgery on, uh, I guess, uh, a virtual young lady. Yeah, so she's been cursed by an evil witch. The witch has made them ugly, and... You can perform plastic surgery on lips, eyes, nose, whatever, uh, in order to make the princess beautiful again. What are we telling kids with this? Uh, It's awful. You know, there's actually... Dozens of these types of games. So there's actually a, a change.org petition to ban plastic surgery games for kids. Uh, it's got over 100,000 signatures so far. You know, I, I would I would sign that. This, yeah. This, this is a really questionable app. I mean, like, I, I get that, you know, we want people to be able to make the apps that they want to make. And, you know, there should be freedom of expression. Uh, don't, don't market this stuff to kids. Come on, guys. When we come back from the break, it's Travel App of the Week. Stay tuned. We're back with the App Show. Mike Agarbo here with Graham Williams. It's Travel App of the Week. What do we have, Graham? So this week's Travel App of the Week is Travel Guard On Demand for iOS. This is kind of interesting. So this is travel insurance, but uh, it works through hourly coverage. The app actually uses GPS technology to track when users leave and return to their home province. I think this is absolutely brilliant. So essentially in the app, there is a toggle, which you can flip on, and it basically turns on coverage so that when you do leave your province, it activates your insurance for you. Uh, and it takes about 90 seconds to buy. This is this is kind of cool. I mean, I've used uh, travel insurance in the past. Typically, I go onto the BCAA website and I buy uh, either insurance for that trip or, you know, a couple of years ago, I was taking a lot of trips in a year, so I bought for the year. Uh, but that's a, that's a big blanket price as opposed to pricing it out per uh, per trip, uh, which is, you know, timed right to uh, when you leave. I think that's kind of brilliant. So you can actually purchase blocks of time, uh, everything from one day up to 90 days. Uh, and each block of time you purchase is valid for 365 days, but there's no refunds for unused time. So if you're going to buy it, make sure you travel. Uh, so coverage, what do they got here? Emergency medical expenses, $2 million. Emergency dental expenses, only $1,500. Uh, trip delay, 1500 Baggage and personal effects, uh, $1,600. So it's interesting. It seems that it's made just for the uh, Apple iPhones, anything uh, iPhone 5 or higher, and uh age 55 or younger. It's available to everyone in Canada, except for people who live in Quebec. It's kind of cool, like you're saying, Graham, because you don't have to notify the insurance company of your travel dates. It just automatically kicks in when it sees through your phone's GPS when you've left your province. Yeah. And I mean, that's just, it's knocking down a barrier, which I think is pretty awesome. I kind of like that. Yeah. Uh, I don't know if you, uh, you've got an iPhone 10, right? I do, yes. I do as well. Uh, they just did a, an update uh, to the iOS 11.3, I 11.3, believe. 11.3, yeah. New Animoji characters. There are four new Animoji, which I think are pretty cool. Have you used Animoji that much? Uh, a little bit. When it first came out, uh, well, when I got my iPhone 10, yes. So these are little characters that work with uh, the messaging app, and they recognize your face. So as you're moving your face around or moving the lips or your eyes, it actually mimics that with uh, the different characters. And what new characters do they have? So there is a lion, there is a dragon, there is a skull, and a bear. What's your favorite? Uh, personally, the bear. The be- <laughs> yeah. He's your favorite. Yeah. Out of all of them. Um, Samsung tried to do it uh, as well with their new Samsung Galaxy S9. Have you tried those? You can actually make your own emoji of your face. Yeah, and I've, I've seen a lot of people are, are quite enjoying them. They're, it's not quite the same. It's a, it's a bit of a different approach, but it's kind not of Not as cool. accurate as the iPhone. Yeah, the, the iPhone, I mean, with their facial scanning, people are saying that Apple's about two years ahead of the competition when it comes to facial scanning. So 
Uh, that uh, that face ID sensor is actually quite advanced, which is why you get that d- level of detail. But uh, the the stuff on on the Samsung phones are it's actually pretty good. That's all the time we have left for the app show. Don't forget to listen to our sister show every Saturday here on the Chorus Radio Network. Get connected. Your one hour look of look at the latest in uh, technology and trends. This is Mike Agarbo and Graham Williams signing off for the app show. We'll see you again next time. You've been listening to a 980 CKNW podcast. Listen live at cknw.com, the Radio Player Canada app, TuneIn, Amazon Alexa, HD Radio at 101.1 FM HD2, and on the AM dial, 980 CKNW.